0: Welcome to season three 2022 my friends thank you for being here and listening in I am your host Nishma Karim season three brings you episodes that we'll be talking about when it comes to health happy lifestyle stress reduction self love forgiveness guidance from the universe balance life and so much more don't miss these episodes as I bring in amazing people to inspire you See you inside. Thank you for joining in today's podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my really, really good friends today that I have been admiring for many, many months. And I'm so excited to actually have her here today on my Fit Inspired Mama podcast. And it's so nice to be able to have like women that just inspire the world. And today I have Julia Roman with me today. And if you don't know her, this is the best time to actually get to know her. Julia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, you know, bringing your soul and your heart to us today. I'm so happy to have you here on my podcast. Um, The one biggest reason I brought you here today is because I've been wanting to talk to you a little bit about stress and anxiety. And I know it's so important when it comes to Um, stress when it comes to women, mothers, um, all aspects of life. So this is why I brought you here. So Julia, before we start, can you please introduce yourself? Let everyone know who you are. And again, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Nishma, just for this wonderful, warm welcome. And also just for all the amazing work you do. I just really admire and respect how you're always trying to uplift other women and inspire and support them. So it's just a privilege and an honor to be here. Um, So my name is Julia. I am an anxiety and self-love coach. And I really just help women who have these limiting beliefs about themselves, release them so that they can attract the life that they want and to manifest their dreams and the things they've always hoped for. And so many of the times the limiting beliefs we have are not even our own that we've developed them from society or from our family and Once we realize what they are and how they're hindering us from the progress we want to make, we can actually remove these blocks and heal ourselves in ways that we didn't even know were possible. So I'm just really excited to share what I've learned and to also learn from you today.
0: Oh my God, we learn from each other, right? That's the best part about having having this. It's It's amazing how much we can learn from each other. I've learned a lot from you. And so I was like, I need her here. Uh, There's one question I do. I have a few questions for you. And I think the one biggest question here that I have for you is with stress and anxiety, we all have it, right? Yes. We all have stress and anxiety. So what are the effects and and, um, we have on our mind and body when it comes to stress? Well,
1: for me, this is a very personal topic, because I talk openly on Instagram and with my clients that I've experiencing anxiety and panic attacks for over 20 years. So this is something that I've learned what works and what doesn't work for me and for also my clients as well. And I recently was certified as a CBT coach, a cognitive behavioral therapy, because I realized that the relationship between our thoughts and our feelings and our behavior really can, we can actually change our neural pathways and we have more control than we think in healing ourselves. So once we have this prolonged stress, as you were mentioning, Um, It can manifest itself into anxiety. I've experienced this having anxiety attacks and certain situations can trigger the fight, flight or freeze response, which I know we were going to talk a little bit about today. Um, But really, the body is just trying to protect itself. It's just doing its job, but it can be terrifying and it can be really scary when we're feeling these sensations. And to realize that ironically, you know, we are the stress and anxiety is actually causing these mental and physical health problems. So how we can make sure we're not exacerbating that and how we can realize that anxiety has a healthy place in in its place. Like if a bear comes, you know, that's great to have that reaction. But otherwise, if you have a meeting with your boss or you're speaking, you know, in a public setting, we don't necessarily need to feel those feelings and how we can manage them in healthy ways.
0: That's that's beautiful, he said. So when we can continue with having stress, give me some examples where someone anywhere at any time could could have stress. At any time, could it be maybe at work under traffic? Oh
1: a- anytime. Oh yeah. I mean, I can you <laughs> could probably give you a million situations, <laughs> especially I think with the pandemic, they, they've said, you know, that that rates of anxiety have gone up and stress because our lives have been put on hold or um, we've also had to deal with all of these dangers that we haven't necessarily thought about before and our loved ones and protecting ourselves and our own health. So absolutely work can be a stress, um, you know, relationships. There's so many things. Everyone has different triggers and it's not necessarily what it is. It's usually the symptom of a larger problem or something within us that needs to be healed and addressed.
0: Do you think stress is one of the biggest triggers right now that we have when it comes to mental health? Absolutely. Yeah. And anxiety. Mm -hmm. So how does actually someone get to a stressful situation and then not able to cope with it, but then becomes this big anxiety And then it's a role in their, in their entire being where they just cannot release that stress. They're not able to get rid of that stress. How does that actually come around? Like, how does it become that way? How does it get that worse?
1: Well, I think it depends like different situations bring out different things, especially like life transitions can be very stressful, um, any sort of loss or anything like that. I think every situation is individual in itself, but I think at a certain point when it becomes like it's interfering with your daily activities, which was my experience. And a lot of it was this ruminating, this overthinking. um, And it really just started to become like an identification with these thoughts and not feeling like you're in control. I think that if it becomes like that, where it is interfering with your life, it's really important to seek professional help, seek a coach, seek a counselor or someone or psychologist who has the resources and the tools to help you through it. Because Otherwise, you know, with anxiety and panic, it can just, you can, it's like a hole and you just keep getting deeper and deeper and you get lost in it. It's so much harder to get your way out. You need someone to help you and support you if you don't have the tools and the resources available to you.
0: That's, that's, that's so amazing. Now, this is where we talk about when it gets to a very difficult stage. Now, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the stress that we all have in our daily lives. One yeah. is, you know, going through work. Uh, going into traffic, um, things that uh, might, you know, they had a fight with a friend and now they're going through stress. They're thinking, overthinking about the future, overthinking about what happened in the past. You know, those little, little stress that we have. Um, sometimes we're talking to our kids and we have so much going on in our, behind our head, anything to do with like, oh my God, I got to cook something. Oh my God, I got to clean that. Oh my God, I got to do laundry. Oh my God, nothing's done. Oh my God, my room is, is a mess. Oh, my God, I have to do this. Oh, my God, I got to get that I have to go through shopping, like all these little, little things that we go through in our life. Give us some coping ways of how we can actually eliminate or not even eliminate, but just cope it like each day in a practice that we could do to that we can use this, this coping method mechanism every single day.
1: Well, I'm not a mom, so I can't, can't (laughs) because that is is the hardest job in the world. Um, But I do believe that self-care and especially self-love can help, can absolutely help reduce this stress and anxiety. And so much of it is just this preventative measures to, you know, make sure that we don't allow ourselves to push ourselves to the point where we're burned out. And then it's so much harder. And I've seen my mom do that as a mother, you know, when I was growing up just trying to go, go, go and do everything and say yes to everything. And it made it a lot harder. Um, So definitely I have some self-care tips for moms and just anyone who's like a busy woman, um, woman on the run or a woman who has a lot on her plate that it is possible to make self-care a priority and it really can make a difference. So
0: I'd love to hear your tips and tricks (laughs) on how to do self-care. That is one of my biggest. Yes. Uh, Give those to us. That would be amazing to listen to.
1: Oh, of course. And I'm sure you have some as well, because, you know, you have this firsthand experience, but um, one of the things that has helped me is really just literally like planning and scheduling self-care time. Because if I tell myself, oh, I'm going to treat myself or I'm going to do this, I'm not necessarily going to make the time for it. And there's different ways to do this. You can set up a phone reminder, you can put it in your planner. I'm one of those people that has like an old school planner. I like to write it down. Um, but Really just knowing that you are just as deserving of your time, energy and attention as anyone else and making yourself a priority. And really, if it becomes a routine. I do actually have a former client who's a single mom, with two children, and she got to the point where we were just saying, OK, you're scheduling time for self-care because that's like the last thing on your radar. And realizing that when she did that, she actually had more to give because we can't give from an empty cup. So that was, that was a big, um, huge thing for her. And the other thing I would say is just to keep it simple. I think sometimes we have an idea of self-care that it has to be so elaborate and time-consuming. And it can be just something like taking a nap or going for a walk or playing with a pet or taking a bubble bath. I really love taking Epsom salt baths because that just helps release a lot of the negative energy and the toxic you know, things that I might've picked up in my day and really just knowing there shouldn't be any pressure expectations. You have enough of that and really to just do what feels good, but it doesn't necessarily have to take up your whole day because I'm sure a lot of moms are listening to this and we're like, I don't have time for self-care. What are you talking about? (laughs) Which I
0: get. Self-care is so difficult for mothers to do because they forget that they need to give themselves love or then they just don't have that enough love to give to someone else. If you don't have it for yourself, how do you give it to others? It's a Absolutely. really big, huge thing. So yes, thank you for bringing that up.
1: Oh, of course. Well, and I just, I love the message that you and Soraya put out in the world because you're both moms and you talk about self-love and how you actually, that makes you a better mom. It makes you a better parent and that it does all start with us. Really, it doesn't matter what it is in our lives, um, whether you want to attract a relationship or the right job or friends or or be a good parent, that it all starts with the self-love Um so another thing that's helped me on my journey, because I do refer to myself as a former or actually like a recovering perfectionist and a reformed um, people pleaser is that you have to set healthy boundaries, especially if you're a mom, because oftentimes we get burned out as women just because we're not saying no, we're trying to make everyone happy. And what ends up happening is that this leads to us putting a band-aid on the exhaustion and that is the self-care, like okay, now I'm gonna do something, but it's so much deeper at that point when you've gotten to that point of exhaustion and really just establishing those like boundaries early on. And so that at that this point, then you're not treating the issue. So you're treating the issue and not the symptoms, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, it but, does make sense. Yeah. That, that that does give me, give us a lot of information when we talk about self-care and talking about, you know, being there, uh, knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say no, not overdoing things when you don't need to do them, really focusing on that time management. I love that because it's so, so true. You know, we wake up in the morning, we have so much going on in the day, yet we don't realize where our time is going because we don't have the specific time management put together. And then we realize we've just overdone it. So then we're trying to make it up all night. And by the time it's really late at night, you're tired, you're exhausted. You don't have that time for yourself. So yeah. it's really, really important. I think sleep is another one too. Having yeah. proper sleep yeah. can really remove that uh, anxiety. And I think my biggest one here would be meditation. What do you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think I have that down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, that's definitely, that's part of like soulful self-care, which we can get into. Absolutely. But no meditation is a big part of that. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, meditation, I think sometimes gets a bad rap that it has to be that you're just sitting in silence and you're not doing anything, but you can do guided, you know, visualizations, you can go and walk in nature. There's you can dance, you can move your body. There's so many different ways. So if you're one of those people that struggles with meditation, I'm one of them. Some people don't, but there are different ways to meditate and to become more in tune with yourself.
0: There's so many ways you can actually even have your eyes open and meditate. There's different ways yeah. of doing it. <laughs> right. I, I learned a few of those meditations where you have your eyes, but you're completely dazed off, even though you have your eyes open. And I, it's a very similar situation when you're like talking to someone, but then that person's talking back to you, but your mind is completely someplace else. So you don't even hear what they're saying. What wow. kind of a meditation, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's just a similarity of that. So you're looking at something, but you're not really focused on it. You're focused on your breath, you're focused on you. And it's a beautiful way of just removing that stress and anxiety of just removing and just removing everything that's happening from the past or happened a few hours ago, and not thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's so, so important. I just I remember talking to you a little bit about um, the fight and flight situation when you know, when people are actually looking at having stress, I think I wanted to bring it up It's just one of the best ways I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, You know, there's another thing I do the 30 minute rule, and I don't know, we had just talked about that as well. Uh, For me, it's like, you know, when I'm stressing about something I think about, is this going to affect me in the next 30 minutes? And if it is going to affect you, can you make a change, then change it. But if you can't change it, then there's no point in actually stressing over something that's not you can't make a change. Like example I'd given you was, you know, sitting uh, in traffic, you have to get to work. But now you're in this traffic situation, and you can't move, you can't go back, you can't turn. So is it going to affect you in the next 30 minutes? It probably will, but can you change it? No. So is there a point really to stress about something? You can't make a change about it unless you get out of your car and you tell everyone to move and shout. You can't really do <laughs> yeah. anything, right? So it's just take that moment, listen to podcasts, listen to music. Um, there's ways to coping with those stresses. It's not it's not um, something that you need to deal with. And I think yeah. it's a really important thing.
1: If you want to put it back in order. Um, The other things that I had found on my own journey is protecting our energy, which I think we touched on a little bit with the boundaries and that's just prioritizing. Mm -hmm. which You could also mention too, with, you know, the time management that saying yes to what is most important to you, especially as like a busy mom, there's going to be so many obligations and so many different things and commitments that people are going to want you to do, but to really just say yes to what lights you up, what, matters to you, what's important. And that sometimes people are going to be disappointed and that's okay because we can't make everyone happy. But when we focus on ourselves, then that's, what's actually going to make other people happy as well. They'll benefit from it. If we come as our best self, as a whole person. And even with like our loved ones, if they really truly care about us, they'll honor our needs, they'll respect them. And that if we set these boundaries and we protect our energy, we're actually going to require less self-care and if we don't. So that was a big one. Um And then the last thing was practicing soulful self-care, which is not just necessarily self-care where we're just like, you know, sitting in front of the TV, like mindlessly for hours, which is fine. You know, if that is, you know, self-care for you. But for me, I usually like something that feeds and restores my soul and also will renew my energy so I can come back even stronger. And that was what you were talking a little bit about before meditation. i also done like journaling, being in nature, praying, acts of service that really reconnect you not only to yourself, but to God and to humanity. And that's going to raise your vibration. That's going to give you more energy. You'll be on a higher frequency. And with that, you're just going to feel uplifted, inspired, and it's going to be restorative self-care.
0: I love that you brought that up because you know a lot of people think that watching television or or being on your iPad or strolling <laughs> on your phone is, is self care. Social media, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's actually it's it's I consider it not a self care situation because one is you're not doing anything that will provide you the soul or the heart um, to to give you something to breathe. You on the other end, you're actually using your brain and you're looking at other people's situations and things and you're overthinking about. Why or comparing yourself or doing something that is actually making you feel more worse than good, yes, right? When it comes to that,
1: absolutely.
0: Television, I feel, is another situation, too. Now, I'm gonna have to say it anyways. But TV, I've noticed myself when I watch TV really late at night before bedtime. The amount, of depending on what I'm watching, if it's a show with terrorism or is a show with someone killing somebody or if it's a violence kind of a movie, I start to react through that and then my dreams become that. So I start having very vivid dreams. Um, and even if it's a very soulful kind of a movie or a very crying kind of movie, it still bothers my sleep. Uh, all the way through it's they usually say television should be you know reduced at least two one to two hours before bedtime only so that you can mm-hmm. do your meditations at nighttime right your journals at nighttime you know feel the more you know feel more calmer at nighttime I think that's more important than um, than watching a show and then putting something else on your mind
1: Yes. Well, and with social media too, it can be a form of numbing and avoidance of sometimes those feelings. And it, it can be a little bit more difficult to necessarily to journal or to read or to do something different. But it is really important because that's where the healing is too. And also unfollowing any accounts or anything that makes you feel bad. It should always be inspiring and makes you feel good. Like your account, I always love your page because you always come back feeling better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way about yours. I've done that. Actually, I've gone through a lot of posts that make me feel either uncomfortable, um, make me judge myself. uh, And, you know, maybe I'm not comfortable with something or I'm overthinking about something. I'll just if I don't delete them, I may not delete them. I might just unfollow. So knowing that, you know, they just don't come on my feed. They don't come onto any of my posts. I don't see them as much. It just makes me feel better because I need to work on myself and not keep judging other people or judging or comparing myself. Because if I do that, it makes me feel worse.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. And we can't, the last thing I was going to say is don't believe everything you see on Instagram.
0: So <laughs> true, right? It's
1: not true. It yeah. is it. I mean, we think so many things about people's lives and we really don't know. So we all have our struggles. We all have things we're going through.
0: Every single person goes through struggles. Don't ever think that their life is better than yours you could your life is beautiful your life is amazing what happens otherwise that's their journey that's their life let them enjoy it you got to work on yours and just do your and just be you I think that's really important Fantastic. I love that oh thank you for those uh, last comments mm-hmm. that that really brought. sometimes we forget that and and I do too sometimes I forget just to be me you know, there's no
1: one like you in the universe, or ever mm. will be. So be the best that you can be. You have a special place. It's like if we were all trying to be roses in a a flower garden. Someone's a tulip, someone's a sunflower. Like <laughs> embrace that uniqueness because that is your superpower, and that is what's going to make not only the world a better place, but also your life. It's gonna, it's just gonna transform everything in it.
0: Yeah, I I totally believe that now. And I always did. But it's so good to hearing that all the time. It just makes me remember. I always listen to these affirmations that help me keep reminding myself that you are worthy. You are beautiful, you know, and that actually also helps me reduce my stress, too, because I keep forgetting about the other the world and think about how I need to work on myself. So
1: Mm. well, it's it's this common humanity that we all share, that we're all connected and that when we put, when we're taking care of ourselves, we're loving ourselves, we have more love to give the world, everyone benefits, and with you, every time, you know, you leave a comment, you just always bring a little sunshine to me, my day, and there's just almost so much like kindness and love and warmth that you share it always just makes me feel so good. So to just keep shining your light, because we're all benefiting from it. Too.
0: Oh, thank you, Julie. <laughs> thank you so much. You do the same, because I love listening to you. And I love talking to you. And um, thank you again for putting that time and extra moment of just being here and doing this podcast with me really, really, truly. Uh, makes me feel so happy. I love that. I love every single bit of this that you we've been talking about stress and anxiety when it comes to mothers or to women, you know, Mm -hmm. how to remove it. Julie, uh, Julia, what do you do uh, to help women uh, with stress and anxiety? How do you actually help them with that in your course?
1: Um, Well, I do have a program right now that I am promoting, which is anxiety and self love. So it does incorporate a lot of those releasing those limiting beliefs, because I think they can cause a lot of stress and anxiety, especially when we're not on our side, we don't see ourselves the way we actually are. And we're looking at all of our, you know, faults or imperfections and not loving ourselves fully. But also with the CBT, which is the cognitive behavioral therapy, which I love coaching, I coach myself through and I love coaching clients through is that it really comes down to these thoughts and these feelings that are guiding our behavior. So if you can change one of them, you can change the thoughts or the feelings, then you're going to be changing the behavior. So a lot of times, you know, I've experienced that, too, with the avoidance, avoiding certain situations that would trigger that. But that exposing ourselves in healthy and in you know, small increments is essential to that healing. And unfortunately I've yet to find some magic pill that just takes away anxiety and panic attacks. I mean, unless it's like a prescription, which is great, but if you actually want to n- not necessarily rely on medication and yeah. for me, that was a part of that journey too, is I would feel a panic attack coming on and just take a pill until I realized, well, wait a minute. I, I think there's something here that needs to be healed. And if there are ways that I can cope with this and manage it, it yeah. makes a lot, it- Easier. And the first thing I would recommend to anyone is to challenge those thoughts and look for evidence because so many of these negative limiting beliefs that would come up weren't the truth and they were not something I would say to a friend or someone else. So that's something I take clients through as we're doing these activities, exercises, worksheets that are really just rewiring and reprogramming your brain to let go of these old thought patterns, this false story of who you are and what's possible for you so that you can create and write a new narrative. And I've just found that that's been really empowering and also just seeing the results of this transformation has just made it all worth it for me.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I actually was looking at your course and I saw all these beautiful reviews on there. So I wanted you to bring it up. And I'm so excited that you have and I want everyone to know what you're all about and what you've been doing. So I want to add that information on the description if anyone actually does want to look more into it. Is there any way if somebody wants to get a hold of you that they could um, through I know you have an Instagram account. Is there any other way that they can get a hold of you if they wanted to?
1: Um, yes, I have a Facebook page and I have a Radical Self Love Collective, which is a group of amazing women from all around the world. And I also have a website, so there's there's lots of different ways. <laughs> I'm usually on Instagram, but either of those,
0: yeah. Absolutely great. So then I'll I'll have them all on my description too below, so then they can at least get a hold of you in in certain ways, depending if they don't have Instagram or any other of course, way. Of
1: course, I have an email. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Perfect, perfect. I want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking your time and, you know, talking to us. Um, All this information that you've given to us actually will help a lot of women listening to this. And I love that you're here, you brought that information. Honestly, you know, no matter how much we try, sometimes we're all going to be stressed. Stress is one of the biggest things in our life. We're going to have it either. It's minimum or it's a lot more than minimum or whatever the situation that you're going through. It's a, it's a practice that we have to put through into our life that will minimize that stress level. And so how do we actually affect that through our day-to-day life? You, We are the only ones that know it and the only ones that will be able to work through it. And that's why Julia is actually here to help you with, that kind of help. And I hope that you take that advantage, send her a message and say, Hey, oh I God. want more info. I want more info. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And um, thank you everyone else that's here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking that moment and being here because truly every conversation we have here is from deep within our hearts. So I really hope you enjoyed that. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you next week.